Okay, so uh, do you guys collect anything? I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, you collect everything. everything. <laughs> I yeah, I collect pretty much everything. Yeah. And it's, um, I mean, like in my office right now, um, I have a couple of bags of vintage sugar cubes. Vintage, vintage sugar su like cubes. Real yeah, sugar. Real sugar because I, I love the graphics. You know, I have books and books and books of vintage cigar bands. I've got um, darning eggs. Um, I'm wow. just trying to think of oh, wow. miniatures. This is just in my office, right? You know, and I, I tend to circulate things, you know, so... Um, yeah, I have. I I collect, and uh, I I love it. You know, it's the search that yeah. you know that I love so much. Mm -hmm. Do you find it on eBay, or how do you? Um, or is I, it in person? I used to do a ton of eBay, and um, now I have to say I've been doing more in person. Yeah. Um, I I went to. Um, I went to a miniature show a couple weeks ago and I got quite a few miniatures and then I went to the design library um, last week and got some textiles and and then um, and then I was in Brimfield okay. um, yeah. and then before a couple months ago I was in Vienna and oh, so wow. I guess I'm enjoying you know real life more yeah yeah nice. well, now that it's back yeah yeah now that we can yeah yeah, yeah. I go to the Chelsea Flea on a regular basis. Yeah. What do you collect? Uh, random things. Spoons. I don't. <laughs> spoons. Well, spoons. I, <laughs> I do collect spoons too. Did you? Really? Yeah. I used to work Enamel for a guy ones. who Enamel had. Ones. I used to work for a gallerist yeah. when I first moved to New York who has a drawer in his master bathroom that is literally uh, piles and piles and piles of. Um, Vintage spoons. Oh, yeah, I love vintage spoons. For some reason. Oh. I, I, yeah, I mean, I love any kind of um, very niche specific yeah, yeah, yeah. food tool. Like, I love oh. like chocolate cups or, you know, um, claws for picking up sugar cubes yeah. or. Or those tiny little. Forks that are spoons, but with forks. I mean, I love those. those and yeah. like, I, I don't know what that is. Like, <laughs> I have Vic, like I have sterling silver Victorian um, iced tea stirrers, you oh, know. Yeah, and I, I, I've got these dishes that are shaped like um, crabs, and it's for baked crab dip. And I've only <laughs> used it. them once, and I've had them for like twenty-five years. I mean, I remember I was so young, and I bought those. They were just like. Um, <laughs> It's not like a lot of this stuff is valuable. It's not. Right. It's that I yeah. just love them, you know. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's what collecting's about. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it's about really, yeah. You know, I guess appreciating uh, something for its idiosyncrasies. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. I have I have an affinity for people who collect things because I love the object person relationship. Me too. It's so interesting. Yeah, it is. Me yeah. Too. We yeah. just love beautiful things. Yeah. That's really all. <laughs> That's all you collect. No, I, I just want beautiful things, whatever yeah. it, it may be. It's never yes. a, a specific item, whether it's like we've got a collection of special editions of books and that sort yeah. of thing and vinyl records, yes. whatever objet, whatever it may be. Yeah. I just love Beauty. I mean, I was just in Detroit last weekend for my niece's wedding, and I got to go to this incredible... I mean, I, I really collect vintage books, you know. Okay. I mean, 
I, that's what I have most of. So okay. it's funny that I didn't even mention that when I was talking <laughs> about my office. But I have, mo- I have, I love vintage books. I, I, I get them everywhere I go. And I went to this um, uh, rare, you know, ant- vintage and antique rare bookstore in Detroit that was called John King's Bookstore. The best bookstore I've ever been to in my oh, life. Wow. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's extraordinary, you know, oh. magical. And um, I bet Andrew knows it. Because he's from, my husband's from Michigan. Wow. It was just amazing. And so I got to pick these, um, like I found these scrapbooks that, you know, that I I love scrapbooks that are other people's scrapbooks. And um, one of them, I just feel like crying when I touch it. I know it sounds crazy, but it's, um, it's from the 80s and it's a, it's like a fake Gucci album where it's, um, you know, n- not real Gucci. And so it, it's amazing that alone, yeah. but then, but then inside it, it's, um, just clipping after clipping of, um, of, uh, black violence, you know, violence wow. against black people. Oh my God. And, um, and somebody painstakingly collected each piece of this from newspapers and put it together and I just you know it's an art piece yeah you know? that should be in the museum yeah, yeah. it's really wow. incredible and uh, you know and this is you know before the internet and you know and you wow. and this person was saying look what's happening yeah, yeah. you know even if they were oh, the wow. only one that's seen it and yeah. um so yeah, when I found that um, album, you know, the scrapbook that was a couple of days ago, I, it was just really powerful. Yeah. So every time I, I touch it right now, I just feel so, um, so uh, poignant, uh, yeah. you know, and I just. It's a lot of feelings. To, yeah. yeah. To wrap You've got your head a genuine that, piece of American history. Yeah. There. Yeah. No, wow. yeah. no, it's the truth. Yeah. But in such a personal way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's no name. I, you know, I don't know who did it, but wow. it's, uh, wow. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was incredible. Wow. Goodness. Well, I, well, let's start the podcast. Let's, <laughs> like, let's I'm like, it. I don't even know where to go after that, but that was, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I'm JB Jones. I'm Alan Seenich. And today we have a special guest, Beth Hutchins from Foundry. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, we're so excited. Today we're going to be talking about uh, brand ethos and shifting. And I think, too, just human connection seems to be like a thread that we're going to dig into today with Beth. So I have to preface today's episode by telling everyone, you know, we listen to a lot of jewelers who we love. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying this because Beth is here. And if you listen to old episodes, mm. you know that I we don't say this. Told, we haven't e- I have to tell Beth something. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Was it, was it about that thing I told you about earlier? No. no. <laughs> Just that, that, Beth, you have been mentioned in On the show, what, like by 90% me. of the podcast. By because me. Because of Alon's my... I'm such a huge fan of the jewelry. Of the brand, of the yeah. jewelry. And I have a foundry collection that I love and wear every single day. Yeah. And... JB can yeah. confirm this. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't, and I, I talk about it constantly. Yeah. And it's a brand constantly. that I talk about to people all the time because I'm such a huge fan. Thank yeah. you. And I'm going to the shop next week to buy more things. Uh, <laughs> so, 
We should just call this fangirling. I know. It's a bit of a fangirl <laughs> moment for me. I was, when we had first started doing the podcast and we had made our list of guests, uh, JB will tell you, we still have that old list of people we wanted on from the very get-go and you were one of them. Wow. Just because I was like, if... We don't get her on the show. Ah, that's so crazy. Yeah, because I'll be furious. <laughs> that's so funny because yeah. it's like, meanwhile, I I should have played hard to get. But you're like, would you like to watch it? Sure. I know. She was <laughs> we, just like, oh, no, we you should have. You should, that's exactly it. what you should have done. Because <laughs> okay. I, I was just like, could you want to be on a show? She's like, yeah, why not? Sure. What time do you want me to come over? And then I was like, that's anticlimactic. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought I'd have to work harder for it. No. I have to tell you, I'm actually, I, I love talking about things that are meaningful for me. And, um, and I'm just flattered that you guys are interested. You know, oh, I, yeah. I told you, I, uh, when I heard what you guys wanted to talk about, I just thought, like, thank you. You know, thank you um, for really seeing what I'm, you know, what means a lot to me and what I'm trying to communicate mm-hmm. through, through uh, my joy. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get into all of that because you've built a really incredible thing. I don't even yeah, want to say so much there that you've built an incredible brand because that doesn't do it justice because it feels like more than that. But yeah. we'll, we'll get into all of that. Well, and I think t- what's so appealing too is I find jewelry that has no intention behind it so boring. Well, like we're talking about searching and collecting yeah. things. Yes. Like I love the vintage search for jewelry, mm-hmm. but and your pieces have that like, yeah. you know, bubbling up in it. But there's so much meaning there, and I think that's what's so appealing mm-hmm. about it. And and your ability to add meaning to the pieces this is something I constantly talk about uh, in regards to your brand. I'm one of the least spiritual human beings on this planet, completely. <laughs> but I don't honestly, I don't believe it. Just <laughs> just yeah. just for your interest, uh, there. I really find that um, you know it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy the people that are attracted to foundry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it yeah. and i i can already tell you that that's just not true <laughs> well, th- <laughs> by the way that's something people tell me every time i say yeah. that yeah but i yeah. i feel that way but i what i love about mm. the pieces is that even though that you play with symbols that are sort of rooted in history yes. and have a lot of kind of historical meanings attached to them yes you can still tell your own story with them and interpret them in any which way you like. Yes. And that's sort of my favorite thing about going into the shop and looking around and Mm -hmm. sort of picking out pieces is is kind of the uh, narrative you can build that is completely unique to you. And a lot of brands purport to do this, right? But then they sell you like 14 karat gold stacking rings. Yeah. Or something like that. You know, it's true. uh, there's, uh, There's that heft of meaning behind that there's that intentionality and yeah. uh, everything you have in the store uh, feels purposeful. Yeah. yeah. And that's sort of what draws me to the work. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much. Do you, want, do you want me to read from the website? I took a little explanation of the jewelry or would you rather kind of explain to our listeners? Just because I know there's a language behind it that's specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't you read, I'll read it? it. Okay. <laughs> I'll read it. No, didn't mean to put you on the spot. Okay, so uh, Foundry, first of all, was f- uh, started in 2015. Yeah. Uh, each piece is based on a lexicon of symbols from different cultures and mm. time periods. They create an inclusive language that not only appeals to the individuality of the modern consumer, but also celebrates a set of values greater than the value 
of gold itself. Yeah. I love that last bit. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's really important to me. You mm-hmm. know, I, um, I constantly read about symbolism and think about symbolism in my life mm-hmm. and, um, feel, you know, feel like that there's signs that I get, you know, in the course of every single day. Um, and I think that what we're trying to do is really um, weed through them and then to look for the the symbols that really kind of emphasize our commonalities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as opposed to our, our you know, differences. And mm-hmm. so, you know, like, like, for example, you won't find... Um, a, you know, a star of David or, or a cross in our, in, in the collection. And it's, it's cause I don't want to say this one is yours and this one's yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Instead, I really want to say like, um, you know, the ether really res- represents both of those. It's the light, it's mm-hmm. the golden thread that binds us. It's, um, it's everything that we all have, and it, and it really does encompass, you know, Judaism and Islam and Christianity, and um, and if we can kind of like pare things down to um, to what lasts across time periods and what um, what really transcends borders and cultures Mm -hmm. then maybe we can distill to like the real kernel of life itself and and i feel like that that's really what we're trying to get to Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i love this like global goal with jewelry that's it's so great but i think so true because when you see someone wearing your pieces Mm -hmm. there's a connection there as well which is which is really lovely I mean, we, experience. I mean, we use, you know, the, you know, the, the, the Western alphabet. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when, you know, that's why also we have the custom pieces and if people come to us and, um, you know, and say, you know, may I have the same piece written in Arabic? Um, we, I love to do it. Like we've done pieces in, um, in Chinese, we've done pieces in, uh, you know, in Arabic, quite a few pieces in Arabic and, you know, I just, I don't have that language skill myself, but yeah. if, I mean, if, I guess that's why I end up really liking symbols because yeah. that is why they're universal. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, I love the universality, but also that individual self-expression. Yeah. It's cause it's this balance of both. And, um, and it's really, you know, that's why I talk about Foundry as being self-discovery and self-expression. And I think that, um, I feel like, you know, trying to really express yourself um, and live your life as an individual, but then also really seeing yourself as an integral part of the community and, like, recognizing, you know, your your role in that fabric. Um, I think that's the kind of dance that we mm-hmm. dance, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, what, um, you know, what, you know... It's like I, I try to talk to my kids about this, you know, because, you know, we we talk a lot about freedom, you know, freedom of expression and mm-hmm. freedom of um, to do, you know, to to be yourself, 
you know, it's so critical. Um, um, but yet, like, I, there's also this, like, your freedom ends when it infringes on someone else's freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, like, a really simple explanation could be, like, maybe you want to listen to your music as loud as you want to listen to. Mm-hmm. But it's, if it's interrupting someone else's silence, mm-hmm. then, okay, then you're infringing on their freedom. And so it's, it's constantly this, like, awareness um, and it's hard. It's complicated. It is, yeah. yeah. I. Uh, <clears throat> this is going <clears> to <throat> sound slightly unkind. I'm going to phrase it the best way that I possibly can. Mm. The uh, sort of about Americans specifically. I can talk like this now because I became a citizen. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that gives me carte <clears throat> oh, blanche to okay. say whatever I want. Mm-hmm. But uh, when we back home always talk about how Americans tend to have a very juvenile idea of freedom Mm. which to them it means i can do whatever i want Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right when i want how i please etc and that's a conversation we actually have on continental europe very frequently about how your sort of um freedoms end as soon as they infringe upon somebody else's and it's an idea we always kind of grow up with and you'll notice back home people are always very quiet on trains people are quiet on public transit Mm -hmm. people are quiet at restaurants and Americans have a reputation for not being the yeah, opposite of that. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's just always this idea of like, you do as you please, but as soon as it interrupts or harms mm-hmm. somebody else, that's when you've mm-hmm. gone too far. And it's sort of as simple as, yeah. as that. Yeah. Uh, one thing specifically to an earlier point that you had made about self-expression is whenever people ask me about this piece in mm-hmm. particular. Yes. Um, yeah, it's. I'm just sharing with everybody. He's ta- he just pulled up his thorn with blossoms. Yes, uh, it was part of resilience. When I didn't, I hadn't seen that piece prior, and I had, um, I didn't know what it was supposed to or what it was intended to represent. But it was a piece that Andrew had gifted me when I became a U.S. citizen. Oh. It's my most favorite and most special piece of jewelry I own because. When he handed to me, handed it to me, um, he had said he chose it because the blossoms to him looked like lilies, mm. and I'm Bosnian, and lilies are the national flower of Bosnia. Mm-hmm. So he gave it to me uh, as a representation of my heritage and to sort of never forget. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. It's not going to be beautiful. It's yeah. one of the most beautiful sentiments yeah. ever. Uh, he's given me a lot of wonderful gifts over the years. That is one that, you know, I get teary-eyed just yeah. thinking about yeah. every single time. Yes. Just how much that meant. Yes. And for him to, for him as an American to be sort of that thoughtful to say, like, no, you'll, you're still, you know, yeah. you carry Bosnia yeah. with you always. Yeah. Like that, that will never leave you. Well, it, and by you sharing that story with me, like, I will never forget that you're Bosnian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and it's like, a, and then the insight that I just got about your relationship, mm-hmm. you know, with him. Um, the, that's to me, when we talk about um, it's a story that matters. And like, I don't know if you would have told me any of that if you weren't wearing that piece that incited you to share that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel, um, I mean, I, I, I feel grateful for that. I really do. You know, that, 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 uh, that the pieces can lead to, um, deeper, deeper connections. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and it was also my very first piece from your shop that I had ah. ever gotten, mm. and ever since then I kept coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was sort of hooked, and I looked at the rest of the stuff, and I just loved. Yeah, uh, I, I love everything personally. Every time I walk in there, it's always like it becomes a real monetary problem. <laughs> it's, it's a fiscal problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What? This kind of relationship, do you have this with a lot of your clients? You Does must. it go deep yes. in this way? Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing they come back often. I mean, yes. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I think that um, I think that maybe in life we um, so many people and so many of our interactions are really surface level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and we're busy and we're trying to move on to the next chore that we have to do or something. And you're not really seeing people mm-hmm. or, or listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that when, when you have an, a genuine exchange where someone is telling me something real and then I'm listening and then responding, that should be kind of like normal, but mm-hmm. it's, yeah. not. it's not. It's not. Yeah. No, it it's isn't. not. That's, That's very so true. true. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so I think that I think that that's called um, like real connections, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that um, I think that we need to have more of them. Yeah. You know, and I think that, yeah, I think that that's kind of what makes life beautiful. Yeah. And I think we are constantly protecting ourselves. Um, but I. Or saving so energy, conserving energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, what are you conserving energy for? Because, the, the, you know, yeah. this is it. Yeah, this is it. It's eventually, you have point. to expend it yeah. on something. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this and is your life. And yeah. so, uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, so I think, um, I mean, sometimes it can be tiring, you know, make, mm-hmm. you know yeah. but I just feel like, again, it's like this balance, you know, this, you know, and, and you know you you know you mentioned before the um before we started talking on um on these microphones that um you know how that that it's a journey that i'm uh, yeah. asking the clients to take yeah. with me and and that is just the truth is mm-hmm. like yeah. i'm trying to learn and grow and be the person that i really want to be um and then I'm just trying to, along the way, share that just experience like, and the tools that I'm using to do it with. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, and, you know, I, I fall down, I get back up and I, you know, I'm passionate then I exhaust myself and yeah. then I, you know, and it's like, I, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm really just trying to be totally transparent you know, about this journey and saying like, you know, and I'm, I'm learning so much from the people that I meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, every day, like I, um, this beautiful woman, uh, her name is Alice. Um, I've gotten to know through work, you know, for, she's coming to the store. So she texted me a couple of days ago and said, um, well, you meet me at the store, you know, I need to, um, you know, get something. And so, uh, so I, so I did, and she ended up telling me about this, you know, healing 
program that she's been taking. You know, she's been on for about four years. And, um, and I just, like, I really needed some, um, some light that day. I was mm-hmm. feeling dim myself. And she really gave that gift to me. And, and it was funny because I think, and so then we were laughing because I'm like, I'm like, she came in and she was like, we're talking and then, and then I'm like, okay, well, I'm ready to go now. Thank you so much. It's like, you know, we hadn't even looked at jewelry, but I was like, oh, I needed that, you know? (laughs) And, um, and so that it's the, it's the, it's the give and take, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, there is no such thing as a one way relationship and it just goes the same with, you know, with this ex- this whole creator and customer relationship mm-hmm. too yeah. because it's like you you can't create if there's not somebody that's you know helping you know wanting to purchase a piece so that way you can create the next piece yeah, yeah. you know well you can't create anything being a cynic yeah you know that's the sort of thing yeah, I true. I've known so many friends sort of at university who you know especially in academia you know th- these people think very highly of themselves yeah. JB you may <laughs> you may know about this. But uh, who, you know, endeavor to, like, write the book and whether or not anybody reads it, they don't care or something like that. There's always this kind of, like, sentiment of, like, I don't need the people to respond to this. Yeah, I find that to be really disrespectful and dismissive. And it makes no sense. Yes. It makes no sense. Well, no, Who is it for then other than to try to connect with an audience? I agree. I mean, I... I talk about this with people a lot, actually, because um, if you feel passionate about something mm-hmm. and it's not resonating with this person you're speaking to, then you can't, you know, having the attitude of, oh, they don't get it. That, that exactly. Is I hate that so the much. The worst attitude. Yeah. And because, that response is so, yeah. like, yeah. It's, it's one, it's dismissive. It's two, it's, yeah. it's delusional, frankly, arrogant. too. Yeah, it's arrogant and delusional yeah. to a certain extent yes. because it's just like, it's not about, if it isn't resonating, you're not doing your job. Yeah. That, it's that simple. Well, it's, and it's not, not even about a job. It could be like, let's say you feel really strongly about you know, something that's happening in politics and mm-hmm. then anyone you talk to turns a deaf ear on you. Well, then mm-hmm. figure out another way to communicate it. Exactly, yes. You know, and, you know, and I, I talk about it. It's like, do you really just want to be talking to yourself in a mirror or do you want to be trying to affect change or, yeah. you know, share ideas or mm-hmm. maybe, you know, maybe come to a new truth yourself? Like mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. maybe by having, you know, meaningful discussions with people, you might end up coming to a different conclusion that is, you know, that is even more valid for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to think about jewelry in that capacity of being the implement, the tool that helps you get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to read another one of your quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, when you wear one of these pieces, you are announcing to yourself and to the world that everything you want and everything um, you want to be is already inside you. All you have to do is claim it. I love that because it is that idea of like, this will help give you strength or this will help keep that, that idea that you want to keep it top of mind. Top yeah. of mind, it can help serve you. But give you that strength, which is, I love that. I mean, what I've really said from the beginning um, is that... Um, that the the symbols that we utilize and they're um, they're tools, but there are 
other tools out there too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like if you want to write a message on your hand or wear a red string around your your finger, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so um so when it comes to the idea of, you know, are these tools available to everybody like because obviously these are expensive and they're 18 yeah. mm-hmm. the the point is is yes, the tools are available to everybody, you yeah. know, and it's this is just um you know, another way in which um, you can really try to be more aware of the choices you make every mm-hmm. single yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you're just trying to um, be more, you know, intentional and, um, you know, and to grow and to realize that, you know, we've got so much life in front of us and that life is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that it's, you know, we have to really try to operate from a place of, of more love and, you know, yeah. and that's love for ourselves too, you know? Yeah. yeah. We're funny animals in that way, aren't yeah. we? In that <clears throat> we're constantly kind of affirming ourselves in our identity, uh, in an exterior sort of way. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's obviously not something that is unique to humans but it's sort of rare in the animal world mm-hmm. the the fact that this happens um i had a conversation once with a sort of very well regarded um artist i was having dinner in her home and she uh was very sort of dismissive not intentionally i don't think she was sort of she meant to be uh, about we were talking about fashion mm-hmm. right and i was sort of talking about my affinity for clothes or mm-hmm. whatever and uh, she sort of disregarded what I was saying and had this disposition of, you know, it's it's something that she doesn't even care to, like, think about, as if it's it's a lesser form of expression, and therefore it's something that is not even worth contemplating. Like right? too superficial or something. Uh, too superficial. Yeah. I found that such a strange thing to say because I can't think of anything more human than how we express ourselves via our adornment, whether Um, it's clothes, jewelry, or anything else. I agree. It's so fundamental to who we are as a species. I agree. And it's also about then taking command of a narrative about yourself too. Yeah. Because you're sending a message whether you intend to or not. Yeah. So why wouldn't you want to take command of the kind of message that you're sending? I mean, well said. Uh, I mean, I I love that. Yeah. 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 And I, I think... I think you got to the heart of it, which is um, that it really has to be a true self-expression. Mm-hmm. You know that mm-hmm. you know you you have to do it for yourself. Yes. And uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm I feel exactly the same way. I mean, it's what I love about fashion is because you're, it's like it's like wearing a neon sign on. You know mm-hmm. where you can say like, you can say so much. You can mm-hmm. try to say like you know I'm you know, what warm, I'm a little friendly, I'm approachable, Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, uh, I'm eccentric, I'm, you know, I like to be, I like to march to a different drum, you know, you're, you're saying so much. Exactly. Or like, uh, don't talk to me today. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Or you might be saying, you know what, I feel like I want to be a little more reserved and, you know, and I'm more selective with Mm -hmm. who I open to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and you're, you're, you know, you're, you're you're really communicating a lot you are yeah and you and that goes for absolutely everything we do i was i had you know some friends who were sort of very critical of me when i told them earlier in the year that i wanted to have an elective 
procedure done, which I ended up doing in March. Mm -hmm. And it was all this stuff of like, you don't need it. That's so stupid. That's mm. so silly. Whatever. And I was like, it's for me. Mm -hmm. It's for me because yeah. the other thing, yeah. the the way that that looked before didn't feel like me. Yeah. And I changed it. Yeah. And yeah. now it feels like me. Yeah. And that was just for me. Yeah. And I. And you look great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look great. Let's talk. Since you mentioned fashion, let's mm. jump ahead to this. You, that's you were originally <clears throat> in fashion. Yes. You moved into jewelry. Mm -hmm. And one of the questions we wanted to ask you was, how did you discover Foundry was inside of you? But does that play into fashion at all, like a shift from fashion into jewelry? I mean, um, Rebecca and I started, Rebecca Taylor, when mm -hmm. I was 23. And um, I always wanted to be in fashion my whole life. Yeah. And so um, I guess over the years... Um, what I really loved most about having that business is, um, which really ties to Foundry, is um, I loved that we created this world um, for our staff and mm. for, you know, because we had, I think at our height, we had uh, like 130 employees. Wow. And um, like, I knew that we could personally make such a huge difference in these people's lives. You know, yeah. like I felt that Rebecca and I um, were giving real, real life examples to people about how you can really start with nothing and build a business and mm -hmm. be mothers and have a life and go to worship. And, you know, I, I think that we don't have enough examples like that. And, and then I felt like... Well, certainly not in fashion and in jewelry. Yeah. yeah. There are very <laughs> few people who've actually sort of built anything of their own that isn't, you know, funded by a wealthy spouse yeah. or a trust fund yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it was, you know, just real blood, sweat and tears. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah. you know. But that, you know, that success allowed me to, to start Foundry and what you know. made you want to move from fashion to jewelry specifically? Um, I, I've just always used jewelry as as a way of personal expression. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's, you know, I think my sister found an interview of me from like 1998 where somebody had asked me, uh, you know, how do I choose my clothes in the morning? And I said, actually, I start with my jewelry, you know, yeah. and then my, <laughs> you know, and... You know, and it's, it's just always been, you know, a really hallmark of my personal style. Mm -hmm. And it's, it was always uh, antique jewelry, you know, which mm -hmm. probably shouldn't be a real surprise because of the aesthetic. Yeah. But, um, but it was always antique jewelry. And I would always, um, you know, for my own creative outlet, because I was a CEO at Rebecca Taylor, um, I would, um, you know, modify the pieces and, you know, um, and, and that brought me just a lot of joy. Yeah. So, uh, and then I, um, and then I had felt really compartmentalized, you know, where I felt like I had my work and then I had my family and then I had, um, my worship and things that, I, that, um, that I are, you know, strong values for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, it felt like I wasn't connecting the dots and that um, it was pulling me in 20 different directions. 
And so I really wanted to be able to do something that allowed me to integrate everything so I could really become, you know, whole mm -hmm. and use my energy in a more efficient way that could everything kind of feed off of each other and build from there as opposed to um, breaking it apart and then maybe maybe not like succeeding in any of those parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you had said that uh, the jewelry is a reminder of our capacity as humans to grow and change. Yes. Do you, was this a reflection of the shifts and changes that you have had to make in your personal growth? Is that where it comes from? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I mean, first of all, like, you know, I, I have, you know, two earth signs like in my, mm -hmm. you know, into like my top, like, in, you know, as my moon and my um, sun. What, what are your signs? Because this is going to be, like, what? everyone's going to want to know. <laughs> yeah, this. no, it's important. It's, um, it's important, see? It, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it really is. You know, I think that you, you know, it's, so the heart for me of Foundry is, you know, this, like we have like, to me, there's like this ideological map that mm -hmm. I build everything from. And the center of that is light, you know, spirit, you know, the idea that we're, you know, all connected with light and that's the divine in us. So to me, that's like the most important thing. Like, how do we uncover the light and keep on um, like growing the light? And then you have your, you know, your elements that you're born with, um, you know, your astrological chart. And so to me, these are the kind of things that we're born with, you mm -hmm. know, that the, you know, that when we're born, you're, you know, the, like the light, you know, uh, animates you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, but th these aren't, there's not, I don't, there's not a self-fulfilling prophecy with them. You know, it's, um, you know, that's what's so great about being human mm -hmm. is that we have will and agency over our own lives. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so that's really where the tenants come in and, you know, which are the choices that we make every day. So it's like, I really want to say like, know your tendencies, you know, know what comes natural for you and, and then make, make considered choices, you yeah. know? And sometimes it's leaning into your natural tendencies and other times it's leaning away from your natural mm -hmm. tendencies. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's, it's not easy. Yeah. But I think that I think that the very first thing you need to do is like really put a mirror reflection up to you and say, what are my natural tendencies? And mm -hmm. so one of my natural tendencies is that I actually don't like change, mm -hmm. you know. Um, Are you a Taurus? Uh, I'm a Virgo as my uh -huh. son. Yeah. And then uh, Capricorn's my uh -huh. Uh -huh. But it's um, I just uh, yeah, I don't like change. It's hard. You know, it's like, you know, I, I was CEO for, you know, 20 years, you know, at Rebecca Taylor. And then, and so shifting was really hard for me. Super scary. Well, running a business yeah. is hard when oh, you don't yeah. like sort of in unpredictability and change yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. hard. It's hard. But, uh, and I, you know, every single day I'm, I'm trying to grow and change and communicate better and, yeah. you know, try to have, you know, more empathy and more, you know, um, yeah, I mean, like even yeah. for my kids right now, like I'm trying to be, you know, even more stable for them. You know, sometimes 
you know, I really, you know, strongly believe in the positive and the negative to every charge. And so, you know, if you can, like, so I think, I think people probably realize that I'm really passionate. So that means I'm really excitable. Mm -hmm. So then that means, you know, my attention can move, you know, and, you know, and be diverted and stuff like that. And I, I might, you know, I might say I'm going to do something and then it takes me a while to get back to it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm really, really, really working on saying, you know, what I can deliver Mm -hmm. and then, you know, and being more firm about that, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, so yeah, so yeah. you know. No, I love what you said about tendencies. Yeah. I had one of those days yesterday. I, I'm sure you guys feel this being a business owner or a human. Yeah. With the end of the day, I just didn't like myself. Oh. You know, and I was like, oh, I have to go to bed with this. I know. Like, I hate that, but there, it's nice to have this combo about, you know tendencies yeah. and yeah. how we can yeah, yeah. shift those. Cause I was like, tomorrow I'll do better. Tomorrow. I'll well, do I think that's the truth. And I actually think that, um, most of us are super self-critical and that, um, and Oh no, I love me. I'm so glad. And, um, and it's hard. Um, it's hard, you know, to, you know, to just, kind of be a little gentler and kinder, yeah. mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, with yourself and with other people. Like, you know, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. I, that's, I, you know this probably better than I do. I'm a Taurus. And then Jennifer mm-hmm. Gandia of Granite Street Jewelers gave me a little chart reading of a dinner one night. Oh, okay. So she said, I'm a Taurus Capricorn something, something, something. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was a long conversation. We'll I remember half the, of we'll it. We'll dig into that we'll later. Dig, yeah, at some <laughs> point. But uh, I, to your point, I have such and I have always struggled with uh, sort of forgiveness and letting go. Yeah. I can hold a grudge like nobody. Yes. And it is one of my worst qualities. And sort of just forgiving and not holding that against that person is something I have to remind myself to do constantly. Anything, even if it's a small slight, I have a really hard time sort of letting go of that. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. 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 I mean, nobody's perfect, okay? And so I think that, you know, we just have to realize that and, and then, and just keep on trying to, um, you know, identify what's, what's not letting you like really shine Mm -hmm. and then, and then trying to, to give that you know, to, to move that out of the way a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes that's moving our own self out of the way a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't, would the, when you said you didn't feel great about yourself going to oh, bed yeah. the other night, yeah. one thing I think of, this probably sounds silly, but yeah. you know what RuPaul would always say? I know what I say it all the time. <laughs> what? Work Change your outfit. No. Oh that's gosh. That's said. what I was going to say. <laughs> no, what were you going to say? I was going to say, um, if you don't love yourself, then well, you can't love anyone else. Of love course, else. Yeah. yeah. But his advice yeah. is like, you're having a shitty day; it's not going your way. <laughs> yeah. Change your outfit. I love that. To I sort love of shift too. your mood, yeah. especially about that. yourself. Yeah. So you should have changed your outfit I last night. Have. Yeah. 
<laughs> or done something like that. But oh, you know what? I love that you both had advice from RuPaul. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, it's so it funny so because great. we just had a um, a meeting at work a couple days ago, and, I, and that's what I said. Oh, if really? If you love yourself, then how in the hell are you going to love anybody else? Exactly. And it's the that's same thing. That's true, yeah. though. It that's 1,000% true. Yeah, but to the, the outfit advice, I used to do that before I ever even heard him say that. I used to do that, I realized, and Andrew reminded me of this, at university all the time. Oh, really? I would do that like in midday if I was like having a shitty day and I didn't even realize what I was doing. But that's what I realized then sort of after hearing him, you know, verbalize that. I realized, oh, that's exactly what I was doing. I was having a shitty day and then I changed my outfit. Yeah. For some reason, it helps. I I actually do something similar where if I've, like if I haven't slept well or then Uh I I make an extra effort on my outfit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because then I... I feel oftentimes it's that same thing, you know, if you project, you know, then you start to feel that way, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like, you know, That's it's like, true. yeah, like my mama, you know, if you smile, you, you know, you really do feel better, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Do a little uh, shimmy in front of the mirror in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. That's Love always it. a nice thing to do for yourself. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the shop. Okay. Because it's such an amazing experience if i don't want anyone to hate me for saying this it's one of the most beautiful stores in new york city yeah i I, i'm sorry i'm sorry i love a lot of people listening but (laughs) it's one of the most beautiful stores in the city and it is so i mean we'll get into this yeah curated it's like walking into a fabulous gorgeous penthouse or your brain yeah (laughs) exactly it's like it's like a dream home it feels like with just gorgeous things you can buy yeah, uh, everything about it is gorgeous, and I every time I walk in there, I always say to Andrew, "I was like, why doesn't she have a home goods line, <laughs> like a well, whole I, range of home true. goods?" I have a little bit. I you mean, do have a bit. Yeah, yes. we have some glass, we have some plates, which are beautiful. Thank the you. glasses are gorgeous, and the plates are too. But uh, I love the plates. I mean, I love. I mean, I love home. I really do. It's um, yeah. It's it's for me. I really try to use a kind of a lens which Mm -hmm. is you know can this be an heirloom Mm -hmm. you know and if it's something that you can pass down to the next generation and that it has the symbolism that helps you to you know be tool be Mm -hmm. a tool so then Mm -hmm. then i'll do it but um if it's if it's not like like if it's couch for example i I won't do that like Mm -hmm. it's like uh i am i'm trying to i think that you know, as a creative, I think that oftentimes you feel hungry to, you know, play with new things yes, and yes. you can be tempted. And mm-hmm. and so I think it's important to practice some restraint mm-hmm. by having just a little bit of like a reins on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for me, um, the idea that I really want to create pieces that um, that are, you know, permanent mm-hmm. and and that can be passed down um is a real um uh you know it, it helps helps to keep me focused mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and how did well i'm just curious how it came about because it really to me when i walked in i was like oh my gosh i can imagine beth spending hours and hours mm-hmm. in here moving things around deciding what goes where was it quite a process to create this physical version of the brand ethos or a, a physical creative space for you to you know, play within? Um, it happened pretty naturally. 
And, um, and what happened was um, uh, Murat, um, mm-hmm. um, he, he built a space, and it was originally supposed to be a townhouse. And then, um, and then, and then I said, you know, I think I want to start over, you know, and do, you know, create, create, uh, create jewelry. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, and I, I, I really need that space. And he's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, luckily, um, he ended up um, agreeing to it. And then when it came time for the aesthetic, um, I really wanted it to feel like an extension of my home. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't want to have this compartmentalized type life. And and um, I, I just literally brought all my books downstairs mm-hmm. and then um, started, you know, just nailing, putting nails on the books and putting the medallions on it and you know there wasn't any um there wasn't any like brand book or concept or mm-hmm. I didn't hire anyone and I think that um I think that that's part of the beauty of it yeah. because then it's like an organism that just keeps on evolving and growing yeah. and changing you know and um I'm just lucky I have somewhere to put all my collections now. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know? And so I like, could circulate things and move it around and share it. So, you know, that brings me a lot of joy. Yeah, that must be what it is because it feels so organic and authentic when you mm-hmm. go in. It doesn't feel forced at all. It just yeah. feels like I, when you walk in, it feels like I know, I get a really good sense of the person who did this. Yeah. And it very much is also reflective of you know, the brand aesthetic and the aesthetic of the pieces, it all works very harmoniously. So it feels like it comes from mm-hmm. the same place. Yes, yes. You know? yeah. I mean, I think it's really important. I, I you know, I, I talk to other jewelry designers, you know, because um, it's, uh, I think people need to always search deep within themselves for their own point of view. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, like, uh, it's not just about jewelry. It's about, you know, choosing a, a path, you know, for your career and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like if someone, like, I think people have to really think about what makes them unique. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think oftentimes we think that these, like, kind of um, qualities that don't fit in a box make life harder, but actually that's what makes life beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. like, I knew someone, for example, that, um, you know, really loves sports, but then, you know, is like, you know, super into, um, you know, being a promoter, you know, mm-hmm. or something. So it's like how to combine those two things. And then the fact is then you're, the, you know, the only public relations sports person that's into fashion that I know, yeah. you know, and <laughs> yeah. so then you can build a niche on that. And, yeah. and, and so I think that, you know, people have to just think like, you know, um, you know, what, what about my experience in my life um, gives me a, a unique perspective mm-hmm. that, you know, that, yeah. you know, that I, I always say, what, what brings you joy? What, what's natural for you? You know, mm-hmm. and then what brings you light? You know, and that, that's really, that's the path to joy. And, you know, we just launched Reverie, a new tenant, because I, I think people have to feel like what gives you energy? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, versus yeah. what takes it away. 
Yeah. And well, your body tells you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And oh, it's yeah. just oftentimes we're trying not to listen. Yeah. Yeah. That's, no, that's true. so true. When we started Jewelry Week, one yeah. of the things we wanted to do was create a space, like a space for the people who didn't know where to go. Because I think in the jewelry industry, it's so driven by finance often and so yeah. driven by like what you should wear. Like, yeah. let me tell you yeah. what and, to and wear. And it's trend-driven and yeah. all yeah. those things, yeah. And we really wanted to create a space to a point you made earlier that it's okay to wear a, a string around your finger or the bracelet that yeah. your kid made for you yeah. next to yeah. a diamond tennis bracelet yeah. from your grandmother. Mm. Like, just be yourself and, and, and live in that box or outside of that box. Whatever you want to do, it's okay. I agree. I mean, I was... You know, I really, that kind of leads to why we have the books in the store, because you can check them out. You know, they have, like, physical, like, you know, library cards from, like, from, you know, when when you grew up, if you're older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, I remember. But, uh, I'm 17. I know, I know. <laughs> but it's, um, you know, because I, I wanted people to realize that I'm saying, that I really wanted to say, you, you know, you are welcome to come in here. Mm-hmm. You know, that there's, you don't have to buy the jewelry, you know, that, you know, that we have books you can look at you, we have cards you can take for free. And, you know, I never wanted to be that kind of intimidating environment that people feel like if they're not going to make a purchase then they shouldn't come in. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, um, you have to be able to communicate that on many different levels, you know, obviously with, you know, the team that's there, they have to be really warm and, Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. with, you know... And you have a, an, an amazing team. Yeah. Oh, you have yeah. an amazing I, staff. I mean, yeah. I love mm-hmm. them. Yeah, I love yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great. It is. It feels safe in there. It feels like you can discover something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved what... Well, let's talk a little bit about what it looks like for those of you who haven't been there. Uh, when you go in, it's a beautiful shop. I guess it's more shopish, but also a library. Mm-hmm. You go downstairs, you can see the studio which I love, and in the back, I'm guessing, your office, and then there's a room of collectibles, mm-hmm. which I, I, like, got lost in that room. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, look at this, look yeah. at this. Like, I mean, it's, so, it's like, like, everything has a story. So, like, yeah. for example, there's a, you know, a drawing of a tree that my dad's college roommate drew for him, you know, oh, wow. and oh. that's there, and then, like, a like a, a wood bowl that, you know, we bought in Kentucky Lake, you know, when I was a child, it's that always had my crayons in it. And, the, you know, and it's like, I, that's what I treasure about these items. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, I, I think, you know, it's funny because we talked about liking beautiful things mm-hmm. and yeah, but it's like, you know how people say like, you can't eat steak every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you also cannot filter your world where everything is so perfect and beautiful and that it loses its soul yeah, yeah. and so it's kind of like how do you incorporate these memories and things that made you you and then add on this beauty and continue to raise it up without throwing it out yeah. you know and I think that 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 kind of challenge is what um I mean, it's really a metaphor for ourselves, too. It's the same thing. Like, how do you keep, you know, those qualities that um, that are you, you know, mm-hmm. but then at the same time yeah. continue to grow and evolve? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Mm. 
What is hard? Well, so this podcast is the listeners are mostly small business owners, lots of them independent mm-hmm. jewelers. Yeah. Do you have any advice for them when it comes to shifting careers? That was one of the topics we talked about. Or yeah. like, I, I think even just telling your own story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really, really believe in the fact that everything doesn't have to be perfect when you start. And, um, and you can, like, you don't have to quit your job to start. Like Mm -hmm. you can actually Mm -hmm. start um, small Mm -hmm. and do it in a way where you can build it over time. And um, like I'm going to say even with me, for example, um, while I was CEO at Rebecca Taylor, I used to do um, um, like I'd host these. I I hosted a party for, um, you know, once a year that was, you know, to raise money for a shelter um, that I that I work with. And um, and then a lot of my friends said, you know, um, I, I want, you know, I want, you know, this look point, you know, this is going to sound arrogant, you know, but of what what I was looking like Mm -hmm. at the time. So then I thought, okay, you know what, um, I'm going to go on eBay, go, you know, and find vintage jewelry and then, you know, um, you know, uh, convert it and, you know, make new pieces of it. And, it ended up being such a large part of the sales of of those um, events that it. I guess it started giving me the confidence that yeah. um, that it could be a career for me. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I think that's the kind of thing that people can do. Is like, you know, what starts out as a hobby. Yeah. You know, how do you? How can you do more of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't. You know, and. and and what's the worst thing that's going to happen? It means that you're doing more of what you love. Yeah. You know, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I think that that's really what you need to do is, is just, you know, it's, I have like an arrow on our dream medallion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the arrow is a call to action because it's like, um, it, because I'm saying just take a baby step. And, yeah. and I think that, I think that, that take that step and then see how that feels, and then evaluate it, and then feel like, should I keep on going straight, or should I now go slightly right, yeah. or should I go slightly left? Mm-hmm. And it's that's that's how you make progress by yeah. moving. Yeah. And if you don't move, then you don't make progress. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting hearing you talk. Uh, we've talked around all of the ethos of the brand and the pieces. And when you said you hate change, yeah. so many of these pieces are about like, change. Are yeah, about change. like the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. But I love that because it's like yeah. you're helping yourself navigate yeah. as yeah. well the journey, yeah. right? That you're inviting people, and it's yeah. also about how you're getting there. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's uh, it's great. It, it's I it, for me to even start Foundry was like the biggest change I ever did in my entire life. I felt, you mm-hmm. know, and so um, so it was hard. Yeah. yeah. And, and a risk. It turned too. out well. No, yeah. it turned out pretty yeah. damn well. What does the name say. Foundry mean, actually? Well, I don't even know this. Um, so, f- found mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, um, like I found myself, but also foundry, and also I've, mm-hmm. you know, found mm-hmm. symbols across cultures and time. And I also like it's a foundation. You know, mm-hmm. I think yeah. I like things with a lot of different layers mm-hmm. of meaning. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that really spoke to me on many different levels. And, then Ray was my uh, grandmother's middle name, and also you know my daughter's middle name, and um, and I also love that it sounds like um, like a sun ray, mm-hmm. yeah. which is light, and um, 
And so, yeah, put them together. Yeah, it brings it all together. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah, I like it. You know, and it's so funny because um, when I first started um, started thinking about Foundry, I remember telling an ex- an uh, like this really well known advertising executive, um, you know, because I'm friends with him, and I, and he and he goes, well why don't you just use your name? He's like, you know, I notice all, like most jewelry designers use their name. And um, I just didn't want to because I felt like it wasn't really about me, that it was, yeah. you know, so much more um, about the lexicon mm-hmm. of the symbols and the um, the point. And so, yeah, yeah, so that's how it started. It is it is a nice point of entry for that universality, mm-hmm. the, the name. Now that we know what it means, too. But it, yeah. it is, I think, sometimes off-putting when it is someone's name. and it, Just because it's harder to get into it as yeah, you're I mean, from yourself, mm-hmm. right? I guess, I mean, you know, I think it makes sense for some people that it's... Um, but I guess for me, the way I work, it's always been so much more of a kind of a collective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I... I you know, I, I can't do anything by myself. Yeah. And so, you know, where I think a lot of other people can. Yeah. So, you know, I love by the way that you just said that, because I think it's important for people to hear you have a very successful business and you've built an incredible thing and it's something you should be very, very proud of. It's great to hear somebody in your position say, that it's not just you. No. You know, and it also speaks a little bit to me about uh, kind of, I don't don't know if you think of it in these terms, but sort of in classical Greek, you know, the, when people sort of threw around the word genius, whatever, it wasn't referring to the actual person doing the work. Yeah. A genius was actually, uh, they believed an entity that lived inside the walls of your home. Ah. People would, phrased it that way purposefully because it was a means of distancing themselves from the work. Yeah, amazing. And that creating kind of that space and distance helped them to be sort of even more sort of expressive in the work. Yes. Just by creating a little bit of that distance because it's then no longer about you. Yeah. You know, it just becomes about the thing. I think that that's very much what Foundry is about, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that um, I, I don't, you know, I I don't even think the message is mine. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think that it's, um, I feel lucky that I could be like a conduit mm-hmm. of really yeah. trying to share, share mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Well, that's a great note to end on. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you today, so Beth. much, Beth. Yeah, this was one, this was a great start to the day. Like the first. I know. This is a great first episode of the day. Of the day. We have done. a long day ahead Going of back to bed. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. And um, I'm JB Jones. I'm Alan Simich. And you've been listening to Rough Cut. And we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Thank you. Yeah. So we're almost to the end of this. It's gone so fast. Yeah. Um, I know. It's like, <laughs> it's like I, this is welcome to my world because it's like, wait, did I, I think, did I forget to talk about jewelry? I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. We'll check the files. We'll see. Yeah. No. Well, it's been great too because we, I mean, obviously we had a list of questions.